This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joy 94.9 presents Absolutely Everybody. Sponsored by and presented by Anecto, the People Network. Absolutely everybody, only on Joy 94.9. For those of us who don't have many people around them this time of year, or perhaps you're of another faith, the holidays can be possibly a difficult time. So we're going to take a look back now at our very first interview that we did way back on January 8th, when Julia and Trevor caught up with Dr Tim Edwards-Hart. It's holiday time and for people who don't have a large family network, this time can bring about feelings of isolation or loneliness. And as a society, our sense of community has somewhat diminished over time, which can compound the problem. We're welcoming to the studio clinical psychologist, Dr. Tim Edwards-Hart, to talk about what for some people is not a great time of year. Welcome to Absolutely Everybody, Tim. It's great to be here. Thank you. It's great to have you here. Tim, as a clinical psychologist, what can people's experience of isolation and loneliness be at this time of year? Well, it's really common to experience feelings like loneliness and isolation, and it's really such an important topic because loneliness uh, is linked to a whole range of uh, unpleasant outcomes, I suppose. Increased depression, increased stress, decreased quality of sleep, decreased immune uh, responses. So... Given all of that, it's not surprising that it can also lead to reduced overall health. So loneliness is often associated with loss. So at this time of year, it can be memories of loved ones that have died. That could be family, friends, even pets um, at this time of year. Yeah, I think also, Tim, is um, one thing from being a Kiwi coming to Australia, it's that whole homesickness thing too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, There can be a lot of loss associated with travelling. So it could be moving away overseas, uh, even just to another suburb, moving away from the people that you know and love, um, and travelling overseas, just being out and about and missing the people that you know and love at this time of year. It really brings up those those feelings for some people. Yeah, I know my family got bombarded tremendously with phone calls for the first couple of years. Oh, I miss you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Tim, how do you think that um, different stages of life can it- a person's experience around the holiday time? Oh, there's so many ways. Um, So, for example, with young people, a key task of adolescence and that early adulthood period is developing a sense of self, an identity. And while most young people go through this unscathed, for some it can be really challenging. And this is more frequent uh, with LGBT and gender-questioning youth who sometimes develop their sexual identity in less than accepting environments. So for them, holidays, summer, bodies on display can raise all sorts of uncomfortable experiences. So an understanding of themselves, concerns about being accepted by others, you know, family, friends, how people respond. Now, there's good news with them, and there's research from La Trobe University that this level of acceptance has improved dramatically over the last 15 years. And my clinical experience is consistent with that. But sadly, some young people still report rejection and, as a result, loneliness. So I, I can't speak for you, but for me, I'm evenly middle-aged now. So what about for us who are a little bit older? How can that affect us? Well, there's a whole lot of ways in middle age. Um, 
for example, while our sense of self is often more settled by now, and, and I'll include myself in this age group, typically we're often in long-term relationships and they bring their whole set of problems. So we've just gone through Christmas and there's a whole lot of problems around Christmas in relationships. So simple question of where do you eat Christmas dinner? You know, will you be accepted by your partner's family? What if you don't get on with the family? Sometimes the traditions can be so different with different families that you just can't connect. And so even though you're surrounded by people, you can still feel really isolated and alone. And that can be exacerbated even further if there's cultural differences, language differences, uh, different religious traditions. You know, if your partner's Chinese and everyone's speaking Chinese and you can't, then there's that real feeling of sitting there being alone. Or if the family's Jewish and you come from a Catholic background, you know, there's going to be some awkwardness around Christmas. Um, an atheist and uh, someone from a charismatic renewal Christian group is going to, again, have a very different Christmas experience. I know for a really good friend of ours, um, her daughter has... Um uh, what's the word? Gone to is the Islamic faith, and um, so they don't they don't do Christmas. They they do Eid. So they have a really big extended family, and it's been quite difficult for them. Going well, then we have to actually then um, celebrate two two times a year rather than just the one. And it's just been that accepting, and you know what we do around that to make it okay for everybody. Yeah, and that can be a, a real challenge in relationships, and it's not just Christmas either. Um, there's often summer traditions. So in my family growing up, we had a beach tradition. We'd all go camping at the beach, and it was an extended family tradition. So we'd share tents and caravans and surfboards and towels and meals and all sorts of things. When my partner became involved, that was a real culture shock and lots of, let's say, intense discussions, sorting out how we were going to negotiate our own summer traditions from then on that worked for both of us and wasn't just my tradition. Yeah, absolutely. I certainly, my partner comes from a cast of thousands and um, I come from a very small family. So that's been quite interesting as well. So what about feelings, Tim? So if we sort of look about, you know, like what experiences people might have? Well, there's a whole lot of feelings associated with loneliness. And, you know, we all feel lonely and isolated at some times. But occasionally they become can become overwhelming and they can interfere with our everyday life. So some of the signs that things could be getting a bit much could include feeling low and sad and irritable most of the time or not getting any pleasure and joy in things that you used to enjoy, Uh, experiencing big changes in weight or appetite, having trouble sleeping that goes on for several weeks, lack of energy feeling really low, worthless, guilty, even if you haven't done anything, Um, or even trouble making decisions, just really difficulty concentrating and thinking. And for some people, it can even lead to thoughts of hurting themselves or just wishing they were dead and not around anymore. Now, again, these are all common, really common experiences, and most of them experience at some stage. But if you experience these for more than just a few days, then it's worth speaking to someone you trust maybe a psychologist like me or simply a trusted friend 
and know that you don't need to keep on feeling that way, that things can be different. Absolutely everybody, every Wednesday from noon on Joy 94.9. So we've been talking about what maybe some of the triggers are and what some of the experiences might be. But Tim, what can individuals do to improve their experiences of those times, maybe when people aren't around? Oh, look, there's all sorts of things. Um, When we're feeling down and alone, probably one of the best and simplest things we can do is be active to simply move our bodies. So it can be going for a walk in the park, joining a gym, indoor rock climbing, swimming, fetch with the dog, go dancing, um, dance in the lounge room. Anything to get up and moving is it can really help. And there's uh, quite a lot of evidence that movement can help lift our mood. And when we feel better and we're feeling more positive, we're more willing to socialise. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I also got to say here, it's like, you know, when you're sort of thinking about reconnecting with communities and you're thinking about, oh, you know, do I go to the gym? Do I engage in a club? Really important to think about, you know, joining a club that actually has social activities. And I just have to talk from my own experience. Um, I used to row with the uh, Melbourne Argonauts and they run a social Saturday rowing, which is great. So everybody jumps into the boat and everybody goes out for breakfast afterwards. And it's a really nice way of connecting with people. That's an excellent point because that's uh, a great way of connecting and to look for those opportunities to be physical and then to socialise is absolutely fantastic. And that can be especially helpful for those times when we don't feel like socialising because it can be helpful to remember that even when we don't feel like it, we can still make an effort to be around other people. And when we do, it's surprising how often we then enjoy it. Oh, great. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. Thank you. So, but always, it's not always around exercise, you know, like some of us go, yeah, you know, we love getting out there and getting sweaty and getting dirty and, you know, sort of bombing around the sports field. But for some people, they would rather eat their arms and legs off than exercise. I'm one of those people. I don't like running around very much anymore. Um, so it's good to know that there's a whole lot of other ways we can um, make simple social connections and they help uh, improve our well-being. So the point is to look for opportunities to connect with others that are meaningful for you. So it might be exercise, but it could be as simple as catching up with a friend over coffee or going to a church or synagogue or temple or whatever your religious tradition might be, joining a book club or men's shed or quilting group or car club or whatever club art classes, sporting events, you know, go and watch your favourite sporting team play, unless you're English, of course, but oh well. Um, You could text a mate. Any ways of making links with people. Uh, Even posting more often on social media can uh, make a difference. So there was some research just last year that showed that feelings of loneliness decrease when we post more often on Facebook. So go and update your status on Facebook or post something on Tumblr. Tweet, share some photos on Flickr. Whatever your social media of choice is, use it. It's not called social media for nothing. Yeah, and I also think um, in our organisation we talk about courageous conversations and I think sometimes for people when you are feeling isolated and lonely it is really about having those courageous conversations and going, you know, I'm willing to step outside my comfort zone. So, Dr Tim, what can we advise other people to do in their community to actually make a difference? Well, one of the things you can do is look out for people. So if you uh, notice that someone on Facebook hasn't posted for a while, send them a private message just to see how they are. Call them up. Invite them around for a barbecue. Um, find ways of making the little links with people to make the connections with others. 
No, that's that's great. And I suppose for our last question, can you tell me about a time when you personally had to look for a community connection um, where you engaged? The well, time that comes to mind is uh, quite a while ago now I was working in America and while I was there my nana died. Um, so I don't think I've ever felt as alone and as separate from all the people that I loved. And there was an old guy that worked uh, the same place as I did and he invited me to his local church. And they opened up their church for me at, I don't know, half past 11 at night, which was the same time as the funeral was in Australia, so that I could have a private memorial service for my nana at the same time as the funeral. And it made a huge difference for me while I was there. No, look, having been through that, that's um, that's a really lovely story, Tim. Thank you for sharing that. And um, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. It's been, been, a been lovely speaking to you. So we've been speaking to Dr. Tim Edwards Hart, and we're looking forward to having him back in the future to chat some more. Remember, you can contact... Tim, contact Tim, sorry, on his website, um, www.edwardsheart.com, and we'll have his details on our own Anecto website, which is www.anecto.org.au forward slash absolutely everybody. Absolutely everybody, a show for absolutely everybody on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.